Blessings to all who have children. Blessings to all who run long. Oh, crud. Distance. I have a jingle that I created. Blessings to all who have children, because those of you who have children, you guys deserve the blessings. All you can get. Well, I have the same thing for long-distance runners. Like, you know, good on you, man. That sounds miserable to me to get out there and <laughs> run and trudge and wrestle with yourself for 20 hours man, or something. Man, I just got done uh, going through Chili's schedule for the run camp. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be good. I mean, he's got a four-and-a-half-hour-long run planned for day two. Son. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be able to help y'all with that. Maybe I could pick up in the middle or something. You can ride a bicycle. Well, yeah, I can bike. No, I. but I think it's going to be at everybody's pace. I think that's why it's off time and not, oh, not yeah. distance. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, man, it's a it's a packed. Well, don't talk too awesome. much about it. Man, I'm just excited about it. Now. Yeah, I know. I know. I I just... I jumped the gun on a lot of stuff. Got to keep the got to keep the <laughs> gates closed for a little bit. Blake has to counsel me about once a week and tell me, "Hey Chad, uh, just because you're in the middle of this doesn't mean you need to tell everybody about it. Just wait, wait till you're ready to to uh, actually put it out for people to sign up for." Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways. Well, what I here we are on a Thursday. For Sitting us. down to record a podcast, yeah, for us, we're headed out to the basic course, be our first basic course team for 2022, mm-hmm. and I'm super pumped, man. These I love the wintertime courses, February, March, I love them. The uh, the summertime courses, if you do, if you did a wintertime basic course team, you should. Be proud of yourself. You got extra credit. That's the plus. Yeah, you got extra miles. You got extra nasty terrain and probably weather, too. Yeah. The best month for the basic course, if you're not looking for all that cold, nasty weather, is June. Yeah. That place in June, I remember waking up uh, the morning, June 2021, the mm-hmm. basic course team, and one of the team members thought somebody was flying a drone overhead. And it was all the honeybees. Yep. I mean, you wake up and this this place is just it's alive. literally vibrating with life. It's unbelievable. And that songbird was telling the telling the news that the morning. morning news report. Yep. Yeah. It's June is just an unbelievable month. Um and you know, there's there's good and bad because you go out there in February, March, and sun, it is dead. Oh yeah, it's just nasty and dead, and it's it's a grind. But you go out there in June, and everything's alive, and the beauty is just unbelievable. Yeah, and in, in the summer months we get to enjoy the weather, and in the winter months we get to enjoy watching the students. Yeah, because I got a little bit extra, <laughs> a little bit extra to deal with. <laughs> It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, well, hey, what I want to talk about today is some... I, I want to go just a little more in-depth into... You guys may... If you see me on social media, you guys may have seen some of the clips that I post where I'm 
passionate about um, attacking or calling out the division that is in the the body of Christ, essentially. Uh, and I look around me, and I can't help but... Now, now, there are a lot of people out there that are doing wonderful work. Um, that those, those people do exist, but overwhelmingly, I look around me, and I say... Where where is the church? Where like by that I mean the body of believers. It's 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 a large portion of people, but it is so divided. I think that's why when I look around, I say where where are we? Like, mm-hmm. and when I say where are we, what do I what do I mean by that? I mean essentially where is our voice? Uh, because I have to reflect upon myself and say, well, what am what am I doing within? The body of Christ. If I'm going to ask where is the church, I have to I have to assess myself and say where am I? I'm I'm just asking you, you know, where is your voice? You see very, very little of people speaking about biblical principles. You see very little of people speaking about uh, faith and Jesus and things like of that nature. On social media, and it's crazy for me. You would think that there weren't that many followers of Christ left, mm-hmm. but when I post something speaking about those things, it—I mean, it there—it gets hundreds and hundreds of comments. Mm-hmm. It gets—I think the last one I did uh, on what we're about to talk about, I think that video, that clip. Has been viewed like eighty thousand times. So there's a lot of you guys out there, but I don't hear you saying nothing. Well, where's your voice? I think too. You know, talking about it, or or even doing things like outreach in the community. When you have that, it's uh, it's outreach from First Baptist, or it's outreach from First Presbyterian. It's not yeah. outreach from the Church of Jesus Christ. It, mm-hmm. It's like each local church is out doing things and and they're under the banner of christ but but you you got like there should be when you hear something from the mormons like it's the mormons it's not the the first church first yeah. baptist of the mormons of uh rock Mart or whatever mm-hmm. it is it's it's them as a whole and so it's is it christians and the church as a whole or is it first baptist of Whatever you know, whatever town you're in. Yeah, you're right. My, and you know, mom challenged me yesterday. I did a hike with mom, and she challenged me on the the clip that I posted where I said, "Well, it explained when I was baptized in a Pentecostal church, and these people were uh, just rolling and flopping around and just going nutso." And she was like, "Well, you know," and, and I said, "Well, she's like, that's what. Well, that's what they believe, and and that's what their experience is." And I'm like, "Hey, that's fine." If that's what you believe, and, and like if that's the way, if you just get so excited when you think about, that's a wonderful thing. When you think about Jesus and the gift he's given you, and that's a wonderful thing. I'm not telling you don't, I'm not telling you to do anything. Mm-hmm. But w- what I was portraying is the fact that a lot of those people believe that that emotional experience that they are having is evidence of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in them. And other people that don't have that same experience that they're having, they're missing something. They don't actually get it. So they're ju- they're judging 
people's salvation based off of how they how they react. That's react. right. That, I mean, in a in a Pentecostal church, they fully expect when you be baptized, they fully expect you to to start speaking in tongues and writhing. Like they expect that. They think that is the is the result of it. And if you don't do that, well, you 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 must have not have got it. You know what I mean? I think that is a a largely a belief there. Uh, you know, and I I just the division in with denominations to me is the root of the division. Denominations. And what denominations in the church at least me looking at it what I see it as is you have got groups of people that think they have it all figured out they have it right some and it could even be a minor theological issue mm-hmm. uh, or, or or whatever and they think they've got it right so they split they create their dom- denomination and they think they've got it right and everybody else has got it wrong mm-hmm. there's there's say in Rome Georgia, there's no telling how many. I would say there's over a hundred churches, probably church buildings in Rome, Georgia, separate congregations. The reason that they they are not united is because one of the reasons is because they think they've got it right. Their understanding of the Bible is right, and the church on the other side of the block there that is a different denomination, they've got it. They, they don't quite have it figured out, so they can't come alongside each other and work together. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you know that we can have one single body of Christ and that everybody in that, that every member of that body can can think a little differently on certain things? We all have to have the core of the gospel down. We all have to have the core, right? That Jesus is the the cornerstone or the foundation. That's what we have to have right. Jesus Christ, we have to agree that he is the son of God in flesh and that he lived here on the earth, that he died on the cross to, to reconcile us back to God, to pay for our sins, they literally buried him in a tomb, and we have to all we we have to all know and agree that he actually physically rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. All right, if he did not, if if that if if some of us believe that that's a metaphor, then then the whole concept of Christ is null and void. Yeah, he physically rose from the dead. I believe there is plenty of logical evidence of that. Okay. Now there's a certain aspect of faith that we have to have. That's the beautiful thing about the the disciples is they were the only people on earth that there was no doubt in their mind that he physically rose from the dead because they literally touched him and ate with him afterwards. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt in their mind. Now, their reaction once he ascended into heaven is the to me one of the biggest evidences that that is the truth. Mm-hmm. The way they rallied, the way they literally changed the world, uh, is it, and most of them died. Yeah. 
Yeah. Most of them were executed because they would not say, no, Jesus didn't really rise from... They, they, they wouldn't deviate from that because they knew it to be true. Yeah. For us, that's a great evidence. Their, their reaction and their work is a great evidence. There is an aspect of faith that we have to have, though. But those are the core things that we have to believe about God together as one. Now, the fact that you might not believe in the rapture of the church, you, you, might, you might think, ah, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, you know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. The, the fact that you m- might lean more toward some predestination concept of how God interacts with his, with his people. Are we predestined? Is it free will? It, it doesn't, it, we, you can't even comprehend those things, right? right? Those, are the, those are the types of things that cause these splits, that cause these denominations. The fact that you think, oh, well, one person thinks, oh, well, you have to go all the way underwater when you're baptized, and the other one thinks you got to sprinkle water on the other person's head. One thinks you can't, um, you, you, you can't speak in tongues. The other one thinks that you can. One thinks that you need to confess your sins to a priest. The other one thinks that's, that's silly. All these little silly things that none of it matters in terms of your, your salvation, these things can... They're, they're things that you can wrestle with. They're things that you can come to an understanding of based off of your study of Scripture, right? There are answers to a lot of these things. But we can all exist as one body. You can come listen to the 3 of 7 podcast, and it matters not to me whether you believe in the rapture of the church. Yeah. It matters not to me whether you believe uh, it's helpful to confess your sins to a priest. Now, it matters to me if you believe that that priest is the thing that's saving you, mm-hmm. all right? It, 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 these things, it doesn't matter. You, you can come listen to 3 to 7 podcasts, and it doesn't matter to me if you think that we are predestined or it is, uh, it, it's a choice that we make. Um, none of that matters as long as you believe in the core orthodox principles uh, and teachings of Jesus Christ. But you have to believe that everything else is truth because if you say one thing in the Bible is not truth, the rest of it's not. It, you, it, it literally cannot be part truth and part not. It yes. can't be. You can't say that, oh, well, I read this, but I, no, nah, I don't believe that. Well, then none of, it, none of it means anything to you. I agree. You do. I, I mean, But yeah. you can interpret it like. I don't have an example, but the truth of something may be the truth of something, but it's not spelled out plainly. You know, like you can debate it, you can talk about it. Maybe some things are not clear. And I think a part of that will come from, me and Paul were talking about this the other day, people will interpret Scripture through their life, through their experiences, instead of interpreting Scripture for truth and then applying their life to it. So it's like, here's my life first, and let me see how Scripture applies to it versus here is the script, you know, here's the Scripture, let me apply this to how I'm living. So I think that can get it backwards too. You are you are correct, and I think that's an important d- distinction to make of what I'm saying here. I'm saying we can have differences of opinion about these deep theological yeah. issues that we have to wrestle with. Theolo- the theological issues that I'm speaking of are, are a lot of these things 
the reason we can't draw a conclusion on them is because our minds can't fully grasp them. One of these is, <clears throat> we'll read about it here in just a minute, the fact that you have one God that is composed of three beings. You, you can't grasp the concept of that. You can wrestle with that. You can try to understand it. Um, the, the rapture of the church, in my opinion, is a theological issue. How does, how does that play into the timeline mm-hmm. of God's people? Is it, is it something that we can understand how it works, when it works, and, and where it falls in the timeline? Uh, there are many theological things that we can wrestle with, but the, there are plenty of things mm-hmm. in Scripture. So we're talking about ideas. Yeah, we're talking about ideas and understanding. Truth is the truth of Scripture is cut and dry to me, right? Yep. You, you talk about Paul talks about. Well, I was called up to the third heaven. Mm-hmm. Like you can wrestle with that. You can try to understand the idea of that or what what he means by that. Yeah, but truth of the scripture, the truth is cut and dry, and we do all have to agree upon that truth. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to make that clear for the listeners. I understand what you were saying, but no, it's a good distinction. I could hear how people might take that differently, and you know, I don't know why there are some things in the Bible that were put there that you don't really have an answer to, like the things we're talking about, and I don't know why they're in the Bible. If you can't sort them out, but I mean, they're obviously there for a reason, but I can't help but think that that is just a tool of Satan to use to exploit that and take something that is good and use it to pit the church of Christ against each other, the body of Christ against each other. And, and, you know, we talk about those theologians, especially Chile. He loves to talk about that kind of stuff, you know, and And it's good if you have the core yeah, and that's fine. But, you know, what at the end of every single theological conversation I've ever had, it's left at your thoughts are not my thoughts, your ways are not my ways. Like, I, I never get any more understanding. If anything, I just get more confused. Yeah. At the, so, I mean, they are interesting, but I don't think they're really any more interesting than talking about Lord of the Rings. Or I'm not comparing those things to that. I'm just saying, like, you don't draw any conclusion from it, and you're never going to draw. Nobody is it can draw that conclusion because we can't. His thoughts are not our thoughts, and our ways are not his ways. You know? Can you imagine? You, you, this is one thing that you can't imagine, but you can try to imagine a a being that not only exists outside of time, he literally created time, mm-hmm. created space, created all matter, literally created the spark, the breath of life. Can you imagine that being trying to describe himself to you? Yeah. Like, that's what's so beautiful about Jesus. He... Jesus is the is the best lens that we can view God yeah. through, right? He yeah. had to come down here not only to reconcile him, uh, us back to him, but to better describe himself to us in earthly terms. Yeah. So there are a lot of things in the Bible, like Blake's saying, that you just have to accept the fact your creator wants relationship with you. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. he gave himself for you. He wants a relationship with you, which is why he tried to describe himself to you in the in in Scripture. But your if you could grasp it, why would you serve? Yeah, that that being, if you could grasp fully the concept of your Creator, would that be worth worshiping? That's, it would not be worth worshiping to me. That's what I've always thought about those things is that maybe they are just in the Bible in order to provide us with some sort of way to to show us how big God is. So like the things that are in the Bible that we can under that we can't understand, they're in the Bible to show us that we can't understand them. To say, "Hey, you think you've got it all figured out? Here's some things that you're never going to figure out." And, you know, you think about, like, say I I created these little figurines out of wood. I I made however many of them. And I I had some way to give them life. Then if, you know, to draw some kind of contrast, I have the ability to make them whatever I want to make them. I can make them look or act or give them a certain amount of understanding and if you don't give them that understanding, it's obvious to me, like, well, yeah, of course they're not going to understand. I didn't give them the ability to understand that. And, yeah, I want to hang out with these little things I created, but they don't want to hang out with me because they can't get over the fact and understand what it is that I didn't give them the ability to understand. You know, like, I'm sometimes I'm not playing God. I'm just trying to put myself in God's situation of creating something, and I think of something, what is something, like, if I could create it and give it life, well, yeah, then it would be obvious that, yeah, of course they're not going to understand that. I didn't, I didn't give them the ability to understand it. Quit squabbling with it, you know? I, I always go back to the relationship between us and our dogs. Yeah. I always go back to that. And now we did not create our dogs, obviously, so the relationship is not ex- an exact comparison. But you think the way that your that your dog looks at you it can understand certain parts of your language and and certain body language and things that you do but the the depth of understanding of your human mind stops at a point yeah right and and, and it's a hard stop it, it's not like you can expand that it's like this is the dead end yeah exactly exactly so you know these divisions are in in my opinion, they have to be torn down. And I was talking to Stacy Marshall the other day, and she made a statement that she believes that the church is going to have to die in order to be reborn into what it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because things have, the world has changed, man. God hasn't changed. His word hasn't changed. We, as the people that compose the body of Christ, um, what we have developed and devised here is not going to work. Yeah, It is not working. And it is, a lot of people get mad when I say this, but the church is dying. <laughs> it, it, it just... I, I don't don't get mad at me for saying that. This is maybe this is my perspective. Now I'm not I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying that like the church is going to be dead and like there's going to be 
like all you all all Christians are failing and there's it's going to go away. It's dying in order to be reborn into a more eff- effective mm-hmm. um, s- servant or, 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 or warriors for the kingdom of God, right? Mm-hmm. In, in in this world as it is. Well, the problem <sighs> is not big enough for them to set their differences aside yet. That's the issue. Yeah. Like all of all the teams that we've trained. There has to be there has to be a, a problem has to present itself that is big enough for someone to say, "Oh, let me do this for for this person that's failing," or or maybe this someone's gotten hurt and now there's a serious problem and this team has to form in order to overcome that problem and they can set all their differences aside. Eventually, there will be a problem big enough, and the Baptist will say, "I don't care that the Presbyterian think you should sprinkle water on your head and I think you should wash feet." We've got to set those differences aside and come together and overcome this problem. Yes. And I think that's the issue is the problem is not big enough yet, or they don't see that it's big enough yet to set those differences aside to yeah to overcome. Man, it. I love that, Blake. I, I love that. And, and I know, I am confident that we can all function as one body with different opinions on these more theological things that we wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confident that we can do that. Now, I'm confident that this is this that I'm describing, the body of Christ as one, is not my idea. I'm confident that it's Christ's idea mm-hmm. for us because I, I was reading John, the book of John, last night. And this is in chapter 17. Uh, We'll do verse 20 through 23. And in the book of John, he refers to us. Jesus is praying for us in chapter 17. And so many times in his prayer, he is praying for us to be one. Many, many times. And so let me just read this to you. This is Jesus' prayer for us. And in verse 20, he says, Neither I pray, or neither pray for, oh, I got to get this right. In verse 20, neither pray I for these alone. He's talking about the disciples here. Not, I'm not just praying for my disciples that are standing here with me as I'm saying this prayer. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's all of us. So now Jesus is saying, I'm praying for the people in the future that will believe upon me because of the words of the disciples. Then in verse 21, he says, That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me and the glory which thou hast given me i have given to them that they may be one even as we are one i in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one 
and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved me and thou hast loved me or loved them and thou hast loved me. How many, he says, he makes it very clear there. You know, this is the, this is the same as the, the first and greatest commandment. Love, love God and love your neighbor, right? Yeah. And, and you look at this and it says that they may, may be one as the Father and Jesus are one, and that they may be one in us. So he's saying two things. They should be one together. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, I'm, we're the same. We're one together, one body here on earth. So that's, that's one. And then he also says, as one with us. So relationally, love your neighbor as one. Relationally, love your God as one. It's all, you know, that, that's, that's interesting how it, how it tells one in this way and one in this mm-hmm. way and repeats it multiple times. Yes. Yeah, it, it was just so impactful to me that that, that, that is what God literally spo- is speaking to us in this prayer and this is what he talks about is we need to be one here in this earth and one with him your denominations are a direct contradiction to this mm-hmm. literally a direct contradiction and so for those of you that are upset about me coming out and and talking about these denominations understand this isn't my idea this is this is straight from the mouth of god in flesh this was his plan for us how does that happen i, I you know how does that happen i mean how they we started as one in in the first century, the church was one, mm-hmm. uh, and and we've got to where we are. Now, the only way for us to become one again is there's there's got to be some death of our uh, of our current structure mm-hmm. and, and a rebirth of what the body of Christ is. Imagine if the body of Christ, just here in America, identified themselves as one. Imagine how powerful that force would be with Christ, one together and one in Christ. Yeah, I mean, just the 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 work, the the good that we could do as one. Yeah, is un it, well. It's unimaginable. I, I can't fathom it. Uh, I, I just can't. Yep. And you know, that's that's what I don't know. How, I haven't. I don't know where how we can. I, I can't do it alone. I can't. I just need. I, I I look at myself and I say, how can I mobilize the body of Christ as one? Well, I can't do it. I, Jesus well, may yeah. call. He's put this in my heart and he showed me this issue i don't maybe i mean i guess we're helping through the podcast here yeah just for the sake of of bringing attention to it not one person's going to do anything 
if if the right person hears this and thinks I, I have a little bit of control or not control but power to be able to move this in the the, the right direction then great but you know you, you mentioned that people may argue this or disagree with it or whatever and that's probably so but one thing you cannot argue with is the moment that you call yourself a a uh, sub-level of Christian. That's what these denominations are, is overarching Christian, and then you have these sub-levels that are yeah. um, certain denominations. And the minute that you do that, you, you have just set yourself aside Part, yeah. from, from the other one. And you might still be all under this banner, but there are still, I mean, I almost want to say sub-religions or whatever, but there are these groups under the banner of Christ and they are divided. It it's not like they're working against each other, but they're not working together. So you could argue the fact that they are working against each other by not working together. But nobody can argue with me. You could not prove me wrong by saying that that is not some degree of division. And some degree is against what this says. It doesn't matter if it's if it doesn't matter if it's full bore or just the slightest bit. It's it's contradictory to this. Yeah, yeah. Why does your why does your church building sign say Baptist Church? Yeah. Why does your church building sign say Presbyterian Church? Why do you identify as a Pentecostal or the uh, Adventist or the why? You know, yeah. <laughs> Freaking go out with a paintbrush and just redo it. Yeah. <laughs> like the Church it, of Jesus it, Christ. It's got us. We've got to all get on board with this, man. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and people I, like different styles of things too, right? Like, I don't think it's wrong to have the the multiple gatherings. I mean, for people that like a different kind of music or a, a different style of uh, of yes. me- meeting, or that's great. But that can all exist. Yeah. And then when something needs to happen, it's like, all right, the uh, you know, church of the the church. That is in the southeast. Like we need, you know, that there obviously has to be some some kind of um, structure to it. Yeah. But you know, they bring up the problem and it moves up the chain. And I don't want to get into the logistics of how it would happen, but like, I don't see anything wrong with with that. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll tell you another thing. Um, when this when this happens, um the the church is going to have to get off their their freaking high horse like a lot of a lot of christian people think that they are better than other people and what that does is it stops us from coming alongside secular authorities or secular people in the world in order to achieve an overall mission for good. Mm -hmm. The Bible describes us as being in the world, but not of the world. If we are in the world, that means we need to be an active force in the world. What brings me to this I, I heard uh, I actually heard Phil Robertson say the other day somebody was asking him about 
Donald Trump. And he obviously, I don't know where Donald Trump stands on, on Jesus, but you know, he is a, he, he's got some very foul things about him, but he also stands for a more biblical morality and principles and concepts of culture and society. Well, a lot of Christians won't come alongside somebody like yeah. this guy, right? Like Donald Trump. A lot of Christians will won't come alongside him, right? Because of the 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 more uh, I guess toxic, the harsher sides, uh, harsher of sides of him, right? But here's the thing: I heard Phil Robertson say he believes. Um, uh, he he described three things. He, he believe he's pro life. Uh, he's pro freedom, and um. There was one other one. Uh, in other words, saying, hey, these are some core things that are good for culture and society. And so we got to be able to unite as the body of Christ and and make choices to come alongside these more secular uh, powers that are, that are in play. And we need to be an influence there, but we also have to be able to work alongside them to accomplish whatever it is in culture or in law or in government or whatever we need to accomplish. Um, you know, it's that's a whole nother podcast, talking yeah. through what that looks like. But ultimately, as long as we stay on a high horse, where, where I see it in my life is like my friendship with Andy, Andy Frisilla. Mm-hmm. I mean... Total foul mouth, like just like that's yeah. what he is, you know. But a lot of his beliefs, whether he knows it or not, I and mean, he does know it, mm-hmm. are foundational beliefs that come from Scripture. A lot of his uh, morals, a lot of his principles, a lot of the things that he is pushing for. I will come alongside Andy in spite of his foul mouth. Mm-hmm. I will come alongside him. And because and, I'm not on a high horse, I understand that we all have sin. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, I understand that. Andy's sin is no, is, is no really, in all reality, no worse than mine. The there only is difference no such is thing is worse sin. The only difference is I'm covered. Yeah. So I can come alongside him and and we can we can do work. We can do good work. Yeah. That's what being yeah. in the world means. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And I've just thought about you know, I, I have these I, I've had this vision of packing this stadium out and I've talked to Andy about it and I've even thought about holding a, a, a an event near here and, and essentially trying to promote what we're talking about here, mobilizing the body of Christ as one mm-hmm. and having me getting up and, and encouraging you guys and, and other people and also other people like Andy mm-hmm. getting up and, and, and giving his peace. And it's like that just, I don't know. That's a strange dynamic, but I just see it as a part of accomplishing what we need to accomplish yeah. uh, tangibly. Well, and you know, as I think about it, and 
there are things that are happening that are steps in the right direction because it, within the last maybe 15 years or something, you see these non-denominational churches. Now, the church I, you know, 101 church, they, James has a Pentecostal background, Seven Hills down here. They have a Presbyterian background. So they do have a different style, but it's not Seven Hills Presbyterian. It's not 101 Church Pentecostal. So they, they have started changing the names, and some things are shifting with these non-denominational churches. Now, they still have this. It's not just the Church of Jesus Christ. They have their you know, naming of however they come about it, but they're not identifying as a separate mm-hmm. sub-religion of Christianity, you know? I think I think the big part there is, and, I, and I've been thinking through this too, is you're right. That is a step in the right direction. And I think a lot of you guys listening may go to uh, be a part of one of these local congregations like Blake is talking about that uh, is non-denominational. There is also a danger there, though, of when, when you are part of that local congregation, even there, if you're looking at the other... Uh, members of the body of Christ in your community that you interact with, if you begin to look at them as, oh man, you got you you, you got this wrong. We yeah. got this right over here with yeah. with with non denomination. Like there again, we just we just build a a, a new barrier of separation. Mm-hmm. So along with being a part of a congregation. Like 307 Project, that's non-denominational. We can't look at Baptists or Presbyterians no. or, or we go we will go speak at any church building. We will go speak to any congregation, whether you're Catholic, Presbyterian, whether you're Baptist, whether you're Pentecostal. I will come and be a part of your congregation. Well, we'll share at, Jesus at, yeah. at Muslim worship center. Exactly. I mean. And and I don't I don't think when I'm with you, I don't think of you as a Catholic. Yeah. When I'm with you, I don't think of you as a Baptist. Yeah. I, I don't mean, I that does not even register in my mind. You see that, what I'm saying? It's a mind. Yeah, that I mean that's the next step. But I think change, just changing the naming of it is a step in the right direction. I have to believe that. And even yeah, even if it's even if it's uh, separating them from the denominations, then that's right. That like that's moving back toward a unified. Hey, you go to one hundred one church. Hey, you go to Seven Hills Church. You go to you know Free Chapel Church. What they're all churches. They have this name, but but you're not saying, oh, that's Baptist. Oh, that's that's this. And you go there and you say. You know, I kind of like the way that they do this a little bit better. And I'm not going to call it something different. I just kind of like how they, I like the song. I like that they still sing older hymn songs. And this one, like, oh, I like that it's new, more modern. They got the drums and the yeah. guitars. I like that. And so that's fine. You like that? So you go to that church. But you don't have to call it just the naming. We talk so much about words and what you say and what things are called in the names. And just changing the naming, I, I have to think, is a big step in the right direction and the next step should be how you think about the other yes congregations around you and then the next step is how you can work together with them yeah you know now you're not looking down on them or you're not causing mental division but 
how can I partner with them and we can do more things in the community? And once that community is unified, how can Rockmart partner with Rome? And now we can do even bigger things. Yep. And then you start to grow and grow and grow under this one thing. You're still meeting separately, but. That's right. I agree, man. That's a great step-by-step process. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to scratch the surface on this on this conversation, guys, because it's something that's on my mind, something that I want you guys to be thinking about um, and, and, and trying to bring about uh, through your own voice, through your own interaction uh, with your local brothers and sisters and, and through your own thoughts yeah. of, of how you're thinking about other believers, other brothers and sisters, no matter where they are right now. Um, because I can't do this alone, nor do I have this figured out as you probably have learned by listening to me in this conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't have this figured out. This is something that I know what Jesus says about it. And, but I have not figured out exactly what it looks like or how it's going to come about because it's, it's going to be orchestrated by Jesus. He is the head of the church. And I believe that he is going to lead us into this. But part of that, we go back to free will. Part of that is us starting to change our our thinking. And it's even in our more, interactions. It's more than just this. It's black and white, male and female. It's it, uh, you're, all, you, you're you know, so right, man. You are so right. What's the I don't know the exact scripture, but it's talking about we're all one in Christ. There's no male nor female, and it goes down the long list. And and really, that's where it starts. I mean, where we're at is four or five steps down the, down the line. It starts there when you can stop looking at people as male or female or, or just simply as a child of God and remove the color, the sex, the... Uh, denomination is way down the line from from what you know we're attacking this middle of the road it needs to i mean really it's got to start there you got to start looking at people differently in that man that that is so huge and 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 by the grace of god i have been able to do that in my own life and i hear it so often especially as it revolves around race I, it just irks me so bad when I'm having a conversation with someone and they're trying to describe another person to me and they, as part of their description, they describe that person's color. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm like, why? It, it just tells me how their mind is wired, yeah. right? It tells me how their mind is wired. Even people that des that would describe themselves as African-American, as uh, as um what what whatever freaking polish american what no yeah, man white not hispanic yeah whatever. it's like no man like in terms of the body of christ you are none of that yeah and in terms of nationality you are an american mm -hmm. that's it yeah that's what you are yeah <laughs> and, and and that is a huge huge step in terms of your thinking yeah, it's got to start there. You can't start with the denomination. You, you want you 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 literally can't start thinking of that denomination differently because all these other things are so they have to be done first. Yeah. And the minute you can look at someone and and not care if they're black or white or not have to describe them that way, you're not going to give two craps what denomination they are. Yeah. When if you can get to that point, but 
We're going to leave it at that, guys. I hope you got something from this conversation. If you did, share it with somebody. Uh, I know this is uh, a heavy, heavy scripture and faith-based conversation right here. Um, so if you listened and, uh, and maybe you're new in Christ or maybe you don't know Christ, um, please understand that these are, these are deep topics that, uh, we, we are passionate about and that we like, we need to discuss or necessary to discuss within the body of Christ. You don't have to understand what we're saying right now. Um, if you are seeking Jesus again, the, the aspect of Christ that, will lead you to salvation is very, very simple. Don't skip over all this stuff we just talked about if you don't yet understand what Christ is offering to you as your creator. Understand that first, Mm -hmm. and then enter into these types of conversations. Yeah. um, Because that is what is most important. That's where I'm at on that. Yeah. So we love you guys. Talk to you soon. Enough said.